Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Teas. And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal. And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it, basically just oversharing about it. (laughs) So we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome to the PCOS Girls podcast. I'm Mel and I'm here with Bridge. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Uh, Today's episode, we're doing some PCOS hacks, which Mm -hmm. we're really excited Mm -hmm. about. Some goodies (laughs) in there. Oh my God, there's some good ones. Like I just feel like these are the episodes that you guys love. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Because this is what we need, isn't it? Like, God, we have so much that we have to do with PCOS, so much that's on our mind sometimes with it. It's nice if we can have a little hack. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Just like, especially like easy ones. Well, they're not, they can be easy. They can just be more like stuff you can intertwine into daily life or just Mm -hmm. have more awareness about. But yeah, these are the things that hopefully these small little one percenters, these little mm. changes, they all add up. These are what make the big difference. A hundred percent. How are you? What's been going on, dude? <laughs> What's been going on? I was just saying like Mondays, we're recording on a Monday. Mondays are always like hectic mm-hmm. for me because I, I'm like really big on not working on the weekends, which yes, controversial as a business owner. A lot of business owners are kind of like, well, no, that's not an option. You have to work all the time. <laughs> but I'm like, no, no, no. I am a business owner for mm-hmm. the freedom and flexibility that I can do those things. So I don't work on the weekends. But what that does leave me sometimes <laughs> is a very, very hectic Monday when oh, I am running God. around like a headless chook trying to get things done. Um, mm-hmm. But it is okay. I dropped the kids off this morning. And so Mondays are like my get stuff done day. Like I really right. just got to get it done. So we normally record the podcast on a Monday. I normally have 5 million other things going on. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's where I'm at. So when you, when we picked up to call today, I was a bit like, um, oh, I'm a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Really what I'm doing. <laughs> I've always admired that about you. Like uh, you were the first sort of, I guess, business owner I've heard be like, I don't work on the weekends, you know, not to say none, <laughs> yeah. the others all did, but it was just the first time I'd heard that intention. Um, this was years ago now and it mm. um, inspired me. I also try not to work on the weekends, but Yay. I'm feeling you today because I haven't really been working since last Wednesday. Yeah. So I've actually taken like about four days. And so now I'm like, okay, where am I? What am I doing? Yeah, that's a long <laughs> get time. Back into it. I know it is. Well, I had, um, well, I, I don't know how many of the listeners know this about me, but you know that I love to sing and mm-hmm. I've been wanting to, like, I've had the intention this year to get a bit more into singing again and do something that kind of progresses that front. Yeah. And um, yeah, Thursday night, I like caught up with an old friend of mine. He's actually the best musician that I've ever known, which I would like to say it says a lot because I've done music my whole life, plus yeah, I've right. been in the music industry as a manager. So I know so many musicians. He's the best musician that I've ever known. And 
also an old friend. And so we caught up to make music together, which felt so nice and exciting. And so, yeah, Thursday, I just found my brain sort of tap out of business for a minute because I just wanted to like sing songs and <laughs> focus I on that. that. And, then, and then I've kind of just been doing that ever since. So I got a little bit carried away with that. <laughs> and uh, no regrets, though, because it's been really nice. <laughs> That is so fun for you. I love when you so do you like have I mean I don't know. I know that you do this, but I don't know okay. that much about it. So like do okay. you create your own songs or do you like sing yeah. other people's songs? Oh, you I make do, your own songs. I do both, but I've yeah, I've been a songwriter since I was like 15. That's probably the main you know, like I'm a writer, obviously. Yes, well, that makes things, sense. It all comes from being a songwriter. That's what started it all. Oh and so, yeah, God. I do write my own songs, although these days they're pretty few and far between because, you know, kids, life, yeah, all that. Yeah, um, Yeah. <laughs> but I want to get more into it, you know. I also have lots of half-written songs. I'm like, I could finish all of those. Um, so, yeah, my own songs. And, like, do you You know how people no, like sell I, their songs? No. Well, oh, like sell the songs for other people to sing? Yeah. No, I've never actually gone through with that, but I have come close to that back right. when I was like late teens. So I don't, well, there's a little bit of like, under, like information about the music industry. There's like record deals. So that's mm-hmm. where somebody signs a deal and then they release music, but there's also publishing deals. And that's where you can be a songwriter and you sign on to a publishing um, company and then they, um, you write music for them and then they distribute it to, they try to sell that to other artists to sing. And so I did come close to doing that. Like I, there was this publish uh, back in the day that I nearly signed with, but then it didn't, didn't go. But um, yeah, so I, I did sort of see that path for me, but then no. No, I just do it for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in a few bands over the years and so we'll play them and then I'm not in bands and then I am and then I'm not. And anyway, yeah. You're so cool. You're way cooler than me. (laughs) I'm definitely not cooler than you. I'm such a nerd. (laughs) I love that. I just love that about you though. It's like such a, um, I feel like when anyone's brilliant musical or, Mm. I mean, you're also quite creative, I feel. And it's just, Mm. it's such a cool thing to, to have. Like I feel. It is nice to have. Yeah, it's really nice. I feel like songwriting such a funny one because sometimes, I mean, people write music all different ways, but and including me, I do it in different ways. But one of the ways is like I'll just start playing like the guitar or the ukulele and then I'll just start singing, right? Mm. And then like words will just come out and I'm not (laughs) cognitively choosing these words. They're just coming out and a lot of them are rubbish but then there'll be some gold in there and it's like where are those words coming from? Like where does that where come do from? They like come what from? is that? Like is it's that, I don't know, you know, if you believe in the soul or anything, but sometimes I get on that a bit and I'm like, is this like the real expression of like my soul or something? Because I'm wow. not choosing these words. So I think that's really special about songwriting. But I think too like even when I look at my health, like I think my health started to struggle more when I started making less music. Like I think music's important to me. Yeah, (laughs) like I think to have that creative expression and singing is very good for anybody. Like, Mm. you know, when we talk about like the vagus nerve and how Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. deep breathing can help um, calm your vagus nerve and switch you into um, rest and digest out of fight and flight, fight or flight. Um, Singing can do that as well. So can chanting, but like that vibration um, over your vagus nerve when you sing has like an incredibly soothing effect on your vagus nerve and 
Yeah, because we're totally to rest and digest. It makes sense. See that. Yeah, it makes <laughs> yeah. total sense. And I am a terrible singer. <laughs> hard, hard to believe, I know. <laughs> But I think I we've talked about this singing. on the podcast before and you had some <laughs> funny story about like choir or something when you were little. Oh my God, I fainted. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> I was singing so hard. <laughs> oh my oh, God, funny. I just love singing. Like I've always loved it, but I'm mm. not a good singer. But the kids, <laughs> it's so funny because Flynn, I think Flynn knows that I'm not a good singer, but oh, he really? knows that I love singing. And so oh. I'll be like, um, mommy, I... I love your singing, but it does hurt my ears a little bit. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. So sweet. I know the poor child, uh, but Willa has got my gene and just like sings so loudly and proudly. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. Yeah, my kids are really loud, proud singers, but they also tell me to stop singing all the time. They're like, Aww. stop singing. <laughs> and I think it's because of the loudness. Yeah, um, but they're not polite enough. like Flynn about it. So <laughs> <laughs> Polite for now. We'll see how much longer that lasts. Yeah. As a big thank you for listening to our little podcast and for being a part of our very special PCOS Girls community, we've created a discount code that you guys can use for any of our products. Head to PCOSToWellness.com for Bridget's products or PCOSPathways.com for my products and enter in the code PCOSGirls15 for 15% off. That's P-C-O-S-G-I-R-L-S-1-5. Love you guys. Should we get into these hacks? Let's do it. Do you want to start? Okay, cool. I will start. Okay. I was so keen there, wasn't I? I was like, okay, I'll start. Me. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. So the first one I want to do as my first hack is mm-hmm. ditching the EDCs, a.k.a endocrine disrupting chemicals mm-hmm. are you with me do you know what i'm talking about well, i'm with you <laughs> you're with me i know yeah. you're with me <laughs> basically endocrine disrupting chemicals otherwise known as edcs are kind of like harmful substances that are found in mm, i'm gonna say almost everything, everything? <laughs> at this point in our lives almost yes. everything in our general <laughs> environments which is really hard because some things like we can avoid other things it's really tricky to avoid avoid because it's just such a big part of our day-to-day lives Mm -hmm. and they're usually man-made things as well so they're found in mostly like consumer goods but in saying that I want you to think about basically everything around you I'm talking your carpet your cookware could be like fragrances, fragrances, deodorants, um, furniture, the paint on your walls, skincare is obviously a massive one because that's putting like directly onto our skin, which is an organ, which we're absorbing. Plastics, pesticides is another huge one. You know, that's on our fruit and veg. So you think you're doing really good eating all the fruit and veg, but you're also possibly ingesting all these harmful pesticides. Obviously, certain pharmaceuticals are going to have it. Even down to the freaking dust in our house and Mm. the unfiltered water we're drinking out of the tap. So, like, literally everything. So it's really, really tricky. And the reason that we don't want them around is because basically once they're in our bodies, they can disrupt our endocrine system and really mess up our hormones, which is obviously going to exacerbate our PCOS symptoms. So we really don't want them around. The other thing that we know they do is they essentially mimic our hormones in our body, 
which is what causes that kind of disruption because then our body then goes and tries to either decrease or increase certain hormones, which is when you see those big kind of imbalances happening. Mm. So it's kind of a wild time out there. Mm. <laughs> and it just it just impacts us so directly. So directly. But, but I also, just mm, sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, no I was just gonna on. say like you just it's it's overwhelming. But mm-hmm. I also feel like there are so many simple things that you can just do to start right. switching things out. Like the, the easiest one that I reckon to start with is like your personal products, like your yes. deodorants, your, you know, get rid of any fragrances. If you're using synthetic fragrances, skincare, like even your shampoos, your makeup, like all of those, mm-hmm. just start with those, you know, and mm-hmm. see what you can get rid of. And then you can look at your plastic containers and then you mm-hmm. can look at, I don't know what else, like making sure you're vacuuming all the time because it's all, all the dust and all that kind of stuff. Your cookware switching because um, the worst ones for cookware are the sort of, what are they called? Non-stick. Teflon. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Teflon, yeah. all those kind of stuff. So just yeah. going back to like either stainless steel or iron, really trying to get rid of any of those sort of synthetic linings that are on ends, like all of that stuff. Start with the basic things and just mm. work your way through them. <laughs> yeah, just chip away. Yeah, for I, sure. I also find like it's it's a good gift idea. Like you know when people yeah. say, "What would you like for your birthday?" Like your mom asks you, and you're like, "I don't know." Like that can be a really good thing to do. Like I did that with my mum recently. Actually, over the last two Christmases, mm-hmm. she bought me new makeup. Like it took me that long. Like I just chipped away by yeah, asking for it's it. Expensive, for it's expensive, otherwise <laughs> it like, is. It is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a great Um, one, actually. It actually took like 12 months, really, for me to replace all of my makeup. I mean, I wear makeup really rarely, so I guess in a way it wasn't my main priority on this front. But, yeah, um, by the end of it I have all like really great makeup that's all friendly for my That's so good. (laughs) Another one is like, um, like, for example, the pots and pans and stuff, go to an Mm. op shop. Yeah. Get them from oh, there if you don't yeah. want to like buy, you know, all brand so new true. stuff. There's heaps there, or like I'm sure my mum had heaps as well that I sort of swapped out because I was always like non stick, you know, that's what I always yeah, thought was the best yeah. until I went through my own PCOS journey. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, this is all horrendous. I've got to get rid of everything. <laughs> um, and another one to consider is, you know, trying to eat organic where possible just to reduce mm. those pesticides that might have been sprayed onto the produce or growing your own if you can. Like yeah. all of those kinds of things can be awesome um you know drinking filtered water if you can i it's all you know if you can but the more you can do the better and another really interesting that i thing that i was looking into recently as well is how they've found that the presence of endocrine disrupting chemicals can actually cause like they can sort of catalyze epigenetic changes so can essentially change your genes and can have these epigenetic alterations that are shown to promote PCOS-like symptoms even in the future generations. So something that potentially you're doing with your body Mm. now can really affect the future generations if you go on to have children or even like if we think of our mothers, our grandmothers, all that kind of thing. It's really interesting. It is. Well, they talk about that like in terms of when they talk about um, the – PCOS being something that develops in us in the womb, mm. it's about your mom and and whether she had um, exposure to a lot of toxins, totally, or um, or androgens. If she had like a lot of androgens in, in her body during that pregnancy, is where um, that can happen developmentally. So that makes a lot of sense. But it's just it's a lot, isn't it? And it, you know what mm. it really reminds me of is the fact that like you know so so many of us really like 
especially when we first get our PCOS diagnosis, we can feel really down about ourselves. We can feel, you know, angry at our body or angry at ourselves. But this is just one of those reminders that like, it is not your fault that you have PCOS. Like we are honestly living in a modern world that in my opinion, I think a lot of chronic illness is just an intelligent body responding mm-hmm. to a world to what's that going is really on. harsh and it's having a problem with it. It's like it actually makes sense, I think, to Completely. have chronic health conditions these days. Like, we're, yep. you know, our hormones are delicate and we're sensitive creatures and living in a really harsh world. Yeah, I totally, and I actually want to touch on that as well. It's like, mm. you know, we can do everything, but we can't change some of these things. And so no. you just always have to remember that, you do the best you can with mm. what you have. And that's so important. And, you know, these are just so great things to know and mm. to have in your tool belt that we talk about. It's like, okay, you know, the first thing that I ever switched out was my deodorant. That was the very first thing mm. I switched out. Mm. And I think about how for years I used highly toxic, you know, spray on like Rexona mm. or whatever it was, the clinical yeah. strength stuff that... <laughs> Oh God, I hate to think what was there because I was so embarrassed about potentially having BO that that's just what I use. And I used to spray that crap like four times a day. Like it it makes me feel sick. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so small things like that can make really, really big differences. But I wanted to put that in ditching the EDCs if you can, a great one. Totally. And I will just follow up with when you're talking about like organic food. Um, I know that in the past you've mentioned this and I just want to back it up. Like going to your local market can be a really good one for this because we think about buying organic fruits and veg and we're like, oh, it's so expensive though. And it is like when you go to the supermarket, it's so much more expensive. It really is. Mm. Um, But a lot of the time when you go to your markets, there will be someone there. They might not be certified organic, Yep. but you they might be growing organically you know yep. they're not using the pesticides or anything like that they don't have certification and also there are there's definitely people who are dodgy about this but you know you can also just feel your way around that and you know like we've got a local market and there's this woman out who lives out where we're from like you just know by looking at her she's not using pesticides or anything like you know very earthly person and um And so, yeah, I get to get all these incredible fresh greens that have just been like cut that day from her farm and they're not more expensive, like they're quite reasonably priced. So, yeah, that's such a good one. And you're so true with the organic thing because to get Mm. the certification to grow organic, I think it takes like 15 years. Yeah, it's so You have to prove that your soil doesn't have any chemicals in it whatsoever. It takes a really, really long time. So even those people mm. that are going through that process, they can't say that they're certified organic. So they just, Mm. they just sell it as normal produce. And, and it's not, they, you might be able to say it's organically grown, but they can't say it's certified organic or anything like that. So you can always ask. The other thing you can do is check the um, dirty dozen and the clean 15, because that changes um, yearly. And that looks at Mm. the most, I guess the one, the, fruits and veggies that have the most pesticides on them versus the ones that have the least. And so Mm. if you're going to spend the money on getting organic, you know, really buy those sort of dirty dozen ones, whereas you can probably skimp on the ones that are in the clean 15. Totally. It helps you know where to focus. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, moving on. Your one. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. My hack is to embrace the idea of little pockets of time for self-care. Like I'm talking like one minute to five minute little blocks. I think that there's, I mean, we know there's so many powerful self-care practices when it comes to PCOS. We've talked about them on so many episodes of this podcast. And I think a lot of the time people think, you know, when it comes to self-care or like for example, doing yoga, they think, oh, I need 30 minutes for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I really encourage you to embrace this idea of just little pockets of time and then tying those little pockets of time to something that you already do. And that's going to help you create a habit. So it might be that like, Every morning when you brush your teeth, um, you know, you take that like two minutes while you're brushing your teeth to think of like your mantra, if that's yeah. a, a practice of self-care that you're embracing. Or it might be that like, um, you know, when you get home from work, you just like take literally two minutes to lay down on the floor and do some deep breathing or do a little bit of like self-fertility massage or whatever it might be. Like just tie it to something in your day that's consistent mm. and 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 see what you can actually achieve in these little blocks of time because I think, I mean, that's been my approach for years and I've been able to embrace so much self-care. So, yeah, just a little one, but I think it can be really a, a mindset shift. Oh, yeah, it's such a good one. It's so good as well for, like, busy people, which I'm going to go out and guess, like, 98% of you listening are busy people to some extent, <laughs> totally. <laughs> whether it's work, whether it's family, like, whatever. Like, mm. it's pretty hard these days to not be busy so just having those little pockets and working in around your day rather than, I guess, like fighting it and being like, I don't have the time to do it. Just be mm. like, I've got five minutes. What can I do in five minutes? Totally. You know, there's a lot you can do. Yeah, <laughs> I actually so had like this conversation with Jesse last night because we were cleaning mm. out the garage and I was like, your weights, like you had these hand weights, like they're, mm. like they're driving me insane. So just sitting in the middle of the garage <laughs> and I was like, do you need to just like get rid of them? Do you even use them anymore? I was like, well, I don't have time anymore. And I was like, if you spent... <laughs> Half the time that you spend on the toilet, which is him scrolling <laughs> on his phone out there, five minutes doing those weights, I guarantee you, you would be uh, doing a lot more with those weights. So, yeah, that was my rant. That's hilarious. <laughs> you really needed to get that out. I know. I did. I was like, oh, my God, this drives me insane because I don't know if anyone else's partners do this, but Jesse spends a lot of freaking time on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just like it's a meme at this point. It's like yeah. so relatable for everybody because it keeps happening <laughs> to everyone. I know. I know. Anyway, that's a great one. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, you. Are you done? Was that, I'm done. That's I'm your done. whole thing? Okay, cool. Yep. Love it. My next one is going to be drinking two cups of spearmint tea a day. If you have, now this is like, again, most women with PCOS have high levels of testosterone. Mel mm -hmm. is the exception to this. However, <laughs> there will be no damage done if you no. drink spearmint tea <laughs> um, regardless. So basically the reason being I love this little hack is because spearmint tea has been scientifically proven to help lower testosterone levels which are obviously linked directly to PCOS symptoms. Mm. It's been shown to reduce your free testosterone levels by up to 30%, which so is amazing. honestly <laughs> huge. Like that is huge. And it and it's also just going to help like with a couple of other things, including helping to increase um, follicle stimulating hormone as well, which is great. And that can increase that by up to 15% too, mm -hmm. which is going to help ensure sort of that proper maturation of your ovarian follicles, which is great as well if you're trying to conceive, but also in general. We I I love 
spearmint tea. It was one of the very first herbs I ever started taking when I was diagnosed with PCOS. And it ended up being so freaking pivotal, as you guys know, in my own (laughs) journey that it ended up being the main ingredient in sisterhood tea as well. But what I loved, what I was really careful about doing is because you kind of do need those two cups a day to make it, um, to get those really good benefits from the spearmint tea. And again, guys, you need a high quality spearmint tea. You don't, like generally speaking, the ones you're getting from the supermarket aren't going to be super high quality. They've probably been sitting there for years. They're probably super highly processed, all that kind of stuff. So if you can get a an organic kind of ethically sourced loose leaf spearmint, that's going to be your best bet. Your health food store will have that or a herbalist or it's what we use in sisterhood tea alongside all the other herbs as well. And if you drink two cups of sisterhood tea, you will get the equivalent that you need for the two cups of spearmint tea along with all the other herbs too, which is was really important to me because it's yeah. been so pivotal in my mm. own journey, particularly with my acne. Mm. Um, but it's also really great for if you're experiencing like hirsutism or hair loss, again, spearmint tea will be fantastic for that. Yeah, and I think an extension of that is just embracing medicinal tea. It's such mm-hmm. a good PCOS hack. There are so many you know, herbs that we can consume via tea yeah, and that can help us. And it's a cup of tea. Like it's a cup it's of just, tea. It's, it's self-care. It's, and um, you can it's enjoyable. Kind of, it's, yeah, yeah, you can link simple. it in with what you were saying too, Mel, is like, you mm. know, you've got your five, ten minutes. Like mm. one of the things you could do is have a tea. You could so have true. a tea and you could go for like this is my little thing at the moment is I make my tea and then I walk up and I let the chickens out and I collect the eggs. And I'm like, that's part of my little self-care morning routine that I'm loving at the moment. But you can totally. see how you can kind of even habit stack a little bit. Like, yes, you know, absolutely. you could do your tea and you could do a meditation or you could put your legs up the wall. Like there's so many things. Probably won't, don't want to drink hot tea no. while you do that. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, you can put yeah. it in like a takeaway cup, go for a walk. Yeah. Like, you know, it can totally be. You can, you can make up your tea and then because a lot of people they're so pushed for time getting ready in the morning you can yeah. make your tea put it in a takeaway cup have it on the drive to work that is my go-to at yeah. the moment I'm loving doing that at the moment yes. I actually just bought a little tea kind of like um thermos I guess but you can yep. like leave the herbs in oh yeah I'm like cool. oh my god I want to bring this out for my I want to make one of these this is yes, so brilliant you should I know I, should. I feel like I've been saying for years like are you going to bring out some like teapots and things like oh. that like, you definitely should I think about it all the like time it's, yes it's been and then the I think about the, the logistics of um dealing with all the broken glass in the oh, mail true. and I'm like you know what that's <laughs> <laughs> not for me <laughs> maybe enough. one day maybe one day but yeah so that's my little hack um is to cups of spearmint organic spearmint tea a day if you can i love it and you're inspiring me i'm like i can do that hey guys it's mel here and today's episode is brought to you by me specifically my PCOS fertility coaching business. Fertility coaching is all about getting you from where you are to where you want to be, which I can imagine might be a baby in arms. And then me walking with you every single step of the way to get there. We'll be looking at what has been preventing you from getting pregnant if you've been trying for a while, or we'll be looking at what hurdles you might have to get over um, when you do start trying to conceive so that they're gone by the time that you get there. Um, We'll be looking at the root causes, your hormonal imbalances, absolutely everything and using my framework for conceiving with PCOS. So if this sounds like something you'd like to chat with me about, let's get in touch. Let's have a session and chat about it. Let's get back into it. 
Okay, my next one is really, this is born out of my own journey 100%. I just, from almost the beginning, but certainly from after the miscarriage, I just felt like there were so many different medicines that we take at the same time. Like when you're really in that healing journey, like so many different supplements you're taking, so many symptoms that you're managing. And I always found that really overwhelming. And so I am a big believer in a bit of organization around this kind of thing and a bit of Mm -hmm. data gathering to get really, really clear about what's going on. And obviously this is a bit of a self-promotion as well. This is where my journals were born from when I did the PCOS journal and now with my wellness journal. Um, There's a reason that I made these things and it's because I wanted them Um, and I find them genuinely so, so helpful. And so, I mean, obviously like tracking your cycle is like the basic thing that we can do to really get an understanding of what's going on there. Um, But I think using a habit tracker and whether that's in a journal or there's really fantastic apps out there for this as well, using a habit tracker to get you like into that habit of taking all your different supplements. Cause I know that it is such a, sometimes it's just such a change, you know, when you suddenly you've got, you know, eight different supplements that you're taking, like it's a lot to manage. And so Mm -hmm. a habit tracker can help you with that to have like a little alert pop up or just have something you can tick off each day to be like, yes, I took my morning supplements. Yes. I took my evening supplements or whatever it might be. Like, yes, I, you know, had my two cups of spearmint tea or yes, I did my legs up the wall today or whatever it might be. Um, And then another one as part of that, that I've just personally think is, a real game changer is also just looking at your symptoms in relation to when you start treatments, because Mm. I don't know if you're like me, but you know, when there's so many different things that we sometimes take, like I literally just don't remember when I start them. I'm like, I don't know when I started taking zinc. Like maybe it was a month ago, maybe it was two months ago. I don't know. And then you think, well, I don't know, like my acne feels, seems like it's better, but do you think it was the zinc or maybe it's because I started doing yoga? Like when did I start doing yoga? Like it can be just a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. And so I really believe in just having a bit of organization around that and just a little bit of like data collection on yourself can be really helpful there. And so- that's why one of the um, one of the charts in the journal is a symptoms and treatments chart. So you actually you can mark down when you started a treatment, so you've got it there, and you're not going to forget. And then you can track your symptoms. You know, you can see like how each symptom is showing up for you each day, um, and see okay, well, is that zinc I'm taking? You know, it's been two months now. Have I actually seen an improvement in anything? Mm. Yes or no? And I think it can really help you especially once we're looking at three, six months of taking medicine, it can really start to show you if medicine is helping you or not, or if it's helping like three of your symptoms, but this other symptom hasn't had any change. So, okay, well, maybe I need to bring in something else for that. So for me, that's just been really helpful in identifying what works for me and also ensuring that I'm actually you know, doing things that help all of the different parts of what's going on for me because, you know, it's not just acne. I've also got like joint pain or whatever it might be. I don't mm. really have acne. That was just an example, but um, yeah. <laughs> Does that make no, sense? No, I think, no, totally. <laughs> and it's funny because when I first started seeing a naturopath many, many years ago for my PCOS, one of the first things she said to me was as well was like, you should be writing everything down when you start taking it so that you can look back and you can go, mm. okay, like I started taking this at this time and either my symptoms are the same, are they worse, are they better, you know, and then it's a really good indicator of like, all right, maybe I need to increase that dosage or maybe that maybe totally. that's not working for me or, you know, or maybe this really is working for me. Awesome. I'll stay yeah. on it. So there's just 
all that kind of sort of tracking that can be really helpful. And I don't think you, I think having a visual aid to see it as well, as opposed to like putting it in your notes app or whatever, mm. which I will never go back and look at because I have 5 million notes going on. <laughs> totally. in uh, But if I have it in a journal or in a chart or whatever, I'll, it's mm. so easy to look back and just be like, yep, that was when I started that. And That's anything it, yeah. really, it could, it might not be a supplement. It could be like, I started walking after yeah, meals exactly. or I started doing all those little things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a really good one. A super easy one too. I think so too. And that's where it started for me was, yeah, using my notes app, you know, and it was just a mess. And that's why I was like, I think I want to make something here that makes this like prettier and easier to understand and follow. Um, But you sort of touched on it there. The other benefit to this is that you can share it with your health practitioner and they're going to be able to very easily see for themselves by just looking at these charts, what is working for you and what isn't. So yeah, that's the other benefit there, I think. Yeah, cool. I love that. It's a good one. (laughs) All right, my last one, my last mm-hmm. little hack is to drink seed water. <laughs> okay, tell me more. <laughs> I want to know what that asked. is. <laughs> All right, so this is a fun little hack that I've actually been doing myself probably the last six months and I'm loving it. I was a bit weirded out by it at the beginning, but mm. essentially it's just chia seeds in water and you drink it. Okay. <laughs> so... It's a bit weird because you know how it gets a bit jealous. Yeah, like yeah. A bit, I personally, yeah. I like that kind of. Oh, thing. you like that? Okay, I do. Right, cool. Yeah, there's a few people that like it. Um, yeah, I didn't think I would like though, it. But yeah. yeah, but I'm getting into it now, so it's yeah. fine. And also, if you don't like it like that, you can literally just put it in, you know, a smoothie or something else. Yeah, you don't have to have like this. But I do really like it this way because, um, it's well, it really seems simple. It's simple, and you just yeah. literally can add it to your drink bottle or your morning water or whatever. Like mm. it's so easy to do. Plus, you get the water with it as well, which is. Mm fantastic but essentially what we know about um chia seeds at the moment is that the studies are showing that if you introduce sort of chia seeds into your diet if you have pcos that you're going to there's some benefits that they're commonly seeing across you know the pcos patients that they're looking at and that is helping to manage weight control blood sugar and reduce inflammation, which is wow. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Along with that, we also know that it's going to help support your detox pathways. It's particularly good if you are a little bit constipated or you feel like you're a little bit blocked up. This can really, really help with that. It's also great for um, supporting healthy estrogen balance, which is amazing. Mm. They contain tons of vitamins and minerals. Like they're extremely, it's why you always hear about chia seeds being superfood. They're yeah. really nutrient dense, with it, which is fantastic. And they, it's also thought to help increase blood flow to the reproductive organs and boost air quality, which is like, uh, hello, I amazing. I did not know that. I know. So like so simple. Wow. Shark, they, they say, which seems like quite a lot to me, a tablespoon of chia seeds in a glass mm. of water. Mm-hmm. That seems like it ends up being quite a lot because it yep. um, expands quite quickly so yeah. you might find you need to have it in like a drink bottle or whatever if you don't like it being super thick but yeah literally cheese seeds in water that's it so easy that's amazing and that's what i was going to ask like how thick is this brew <laughs> i mean i guess it also depends how long you leave it there for yeah fully um which is, do you know if you're meant to leave it for long or you can just stir it in and drink it you down, can just you know? stir it in and, and drink it down if you want the sort of effect on your colon which is going to mm. help with the detoxification stuff like that you kind of want to get it um, a bit gelatinous so that it mm-hmm. sort of can uh, really help with that sort of detoxification process and I guess help clear everything out. However, you'll still get the nutritional benefits if 
you don't let it swell up heaps. So it's kind of up to you. Amazing. I've been letting it swell up because I think that when you, it makes sense, right? Because yes. you, you, it, when you think about it, sort of, I guess, being digesting, like it's going to mm-hmm. digest a lot easier if it has that kind of like cushy little yes. padding on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long do you leave it for usually? As, well, I usually just mind, I just normally make it in the morning and then I make the like the smoothie that I make for the whole family. And whilst mm-hmm. I'm doing that, it just sort of sits there and then I come back and drink it throughout the morning. Yeah, so okay. like maybe five minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe 10. Just depends on like how <laughs> much stuff I'm doing. But, yeah, not long. Okay, that's so cool. And so it's good for egg health. And what was – you said something else that was fertility It can related. help to increase the blood flow to the reproductive organs. Amazing. Yeah, I don't I, I don't that. know the studies behind that, but yeah, when yeah. I looked at this particular – study that was looking at the introduction of chia seeds in PCOS patients, that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that they noted. Wow. That's really cool. Crazy. To remember that one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) How Um, about you? What's your last one? Okay. My last one. Um, This is a a little bit fertility specific. Um, And so it's kind of like if you're, you know, planning to get pregnant and this can be quite in advance, but we talk fair bit on here and I know I talk about it a lot separately as well is um how beneficial progesterone can be in the first trimester of pregnancy if your progesterone levels are found to be low Mm -hmm. but I mean the core of that is how important it can be to test your progesterone levels in the first trimester of pregnancy because we need progesterone to help that baby grow Mm -hmm. um And so what I've sort of heard a lot over the years from people in my dms and things is they're getting pregnant and they really care about this, but they get pregnant and then they're trying to find a doctor who will actually test their progesterone and it can be a struggle to find a doctor who will do this. Mm. Um, so my my little hack here is that if you're prepping your body to get pregnant or you're planning to get pregnant, even if it's in like a year or something, um, to maybe work on finding that practitioner now, having them lined up, you know, like finding mm. someone and, you know, meeting them and saying, you know, I plan to get pregnant in the next however long and I'm going to want somebody to test my progesterone levels in my first trimester would you be willing to do that Mm. and then you know that when once you get there you're good to go you're ready to go if you want to get that test you can you already got it lined up so it's just a quick little one but yeah just a little bit of a fertility hack I think I think it'd be very helpful for a lot of people yeah and like honestly that could be in the case of anything really like if you kind of know it could even I'm just thinking like if you know you've just been diagnosed with PCOS and you're kind of mm-hmm. like okay now I do really want a practitioner who is going to help support me and is going to do the things like willingly let me get blood tests when I when I want totally. them like all that kind of thing like you could have that conversation with a practitioner to be like here's where I'm at this is the kind of you know this is kind of what I'm looking at doing would you be on board with that yeah, this is the care that I'm after. Yeah, this is yeah. the care that I'm after. And then because, you know, realistically, like we do want a doctor who's going to help with us. And then we, it, how good would it be to then have that doctor transition into the doctor that you have for preconception and then pregnancy yeah. and then postpartum? Like that would be amazing if that's what you're looking for. And even if you're not planning to get pregnant, but mm. having that person that's really on board with what you want is so totally. important. That's so true because I think we – we get daunted by finding a good doctor. It's scary mm. and, and it can be like disheartening when you meet a doctor and, and they're not on board. So it's kind of like, well, the sooner you can kind of begin that process, the more time you have to play out that process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. especially when it comes to pregnancy because then, you know, people can feel quite panicked, you know, and yeah. you don't want to 
you want to avoid that. Um, but even, yeah, like you say, on your whole PCOS journey, if you can be at the start being like, well, you know what, like I really, this is how I want to manage it and I'm hoping I can have a doctor who can do these things for me. Mm. You know, if you hit a wall there, you are just at the start of your journey. You can, you know, build up that, you know, energy again to go and meet with somebody else over time as opposed to when you're really in the thick of it and you're really quite desperate for a good doctor and then, you know, it can be a real bummer when you can't find one. Yeah, for sure, particularly when you are like on something that is a bit more time sensitive like wanting to fall pregnant or being yeah. pregnant like that is, you know, you really want to utilize yeah. maximize your time as much as possible, but it's a really good hack, Mel. I like that one. Yeah. I think the other <laughs> thing too though is that like once you've had PCOS for a while, like sometimes you're just a bit exhausted about it all and you so I think it's like that new energy when you know you you've been newly diagnosed you sort mm. of you have a bit more energy for it I think at the start sometimes if that makes sense so yeah I think you're right you're I think a it's a great like time motivated. to jump on it yeah yeah for sure yeah. no definitely <laughs> all right I love yes. it six hacks for you guys hopefully they um you know one of them or two of them or even six of them <laughs> <laughs> you love Can be helpful we'd, yeah yeah we'd love to um know which ones you know you found helpful or you've tried or if you've done any of them yourself as well and getting really good results I'd love to hear about that as well yeah. Yeah, definitely please share with us and another thing that we would really be so grateful for you to do is um subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast if you could subscribe mm. apparently that's the thing that's the thing that really really helps us but also we were talking about it and it kind of makes a lot of sense for you to do that because <laughs> we're a bit inconsistent <laughs> you know like we sometimes have some pretty big breaks from this podcast just due to life and so that way you actually get notified when we've put a new episode out so yeah it might be a bit helpful for you as well a hundred percent I think that's a really um good thing because then you guys will actually know when we put podcasts out yeah <laughs> other than like waiting around for weeks being like when are these girls dropping the next podcast we do promise to be a little bit more consistent but mm -hmm. at the same time you know you guys know this we don't make money from this this is out of the love and the joy that we get from doing this so we yeah. do fit it in around the other things that we're doing but yeah follow us or subscribe whatever the hell it is <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got to do on the podcast um, means a lot to us but yeah really reach does. out to us we are also on instagram as you guys know we'd love to see you there thanks guys thanks for listening bye <laughs> bye, bye.